0: Hey everyone, it's Chris here from Trout Fitters, and today we're going to talk about things I wish I knew before I bought my first fly rod. Now by far one of the most rewarding things that we do in the fly shop here is help people who want to fly fish for the first time, get their first rod, learn some of the basics, and really have success on their river. And so what I thought we'd do today is just kind of guide you through what you should be looking for and what you should be aware of before you head down to the fly shop to get your first kit. I think the first question that a lot of beginner anglers struggle with is just what weight of rod to get. Now if you were going to get one of each weight of rod we would love that in the store but that doesn't really happen right. We're usually going to start out with one rod and most of the time people are going to recommend to you a five or six weight rod but I really want to go more in depth on what that actually means and why we're even recommending that weight to in the first place. Now rod weight varies from anywhere from about zero weight rods all the way up to 12 weight 13 weight and above. I mean there's a big range but the general rule is this the lower the weight number the thinner more dainty more delicate the rod is and then as you go to higher weight numbers you can see it gets thicker more stout now here I've got an example of a three weight rod and then here I've got an example of an eight weight rod I think visually you can tell the difference right the three weight rod is a lot thinner less carbon fiber lighter construction here the eight weight rod is a thicker rod blank a little more of a stout rod now a lot of people would think that it depends on the kind of fish that you're targeting which rod you're going to use and I honestly don't want you guys to think about it that way. I mean, that being said, yes, if I am targeting a much stronger fighting fish like saltwater species, salmon and steelhead, those kind of things, I do need a stronger rod that could put more pressure on that fish, and I will tend to use heavier rods. But especially for trout fishing where the size of the trout is going to be basically the same, but we're going to use many different rod weights, it really comes down far more to what kind of fly you want to cast and how well you want to cast that when it comes to choosing the right rod weight. Okay, so here in my hands I got a five weight rod and this is by far the most popular recommendation nowadays as your first fly rod and that's because it's versatile but I want to explain why it's versatile. So we're going to look at different ends of the spectrum here when it comes to rod weight. If I had a three weight rod, that's a lighter more delicate rod and it's really designed for casting smaller lighter flies. Really it's designed for casting dry flies and so it does a beautiful job when you want nice delicate casting to rising trout without spooking them. It's great on mountain streams and smaller waters, but it cannot cast heavier flies. It doesn't have enough energy to turn them over properly and present them. Now, if we look at the other end of the spectrum and take a seven weight rod, definitely heavier, definitely more stout. This is a rod designed to throw much heavier flies. I could cast very easily double nymph rigs or streamers all day long with a rod like that but if I try to cast a light small dry fly with a seven weight rod it puts out too much energy doesn't turn the flower properly you're not gonna get nice presentations and it's just not the ideal tool for lighter flies so that's why a five weight rod makes a lot of sense it's right in the middle I've got enough delicacy here that I could still manage to cast dry flies effectively with nice presentation but I can also cast some heavier flies not like a seven weight rod but I can still throw some nymphs or lighter streamers out with this, and it just gives me the versatility that if this is my first rod ever, I can tackle many different kinds of water. Okay, so you've got some idea of what rod weight you want to look at. Now it's time to go down to the fly shop, get your hands on some of those rods, and really kind of get a feel for them and see which one speaks to you. And as a beginner, I think that's the most important aspect. Does it speak to you? You know, as you get more into fly rod technology, you're going to learn a lot about different materials for construction, different characteristics, recovery rate, swing weight, how it tracks, you know. And honestly, a lot of that is beyond the scope of this video, and it's beyond the scope of what a first-time angler needs to worry about when you get in the shop you really just want to start focusing on does it feel good to you does it fit your price range and one thing that we can get a handle on is what kind of action it has now when a lot of people go to a fly shop the first thing they do is pick up the rod and they start to swing it and you know, there's only so much you can learn from doing that. It's not that useful, but it can show us one aspect I gonna explain it to you. And to be totally honest, when a new fly rod comes in the shop, we all pick it up and we swing it all the time to kind of get a feel for it. But you really got to cast these things to fully understand them. And that's why here at the shop, we actually love taking people to our casting courtyard with the lines. So you can really see how they perform, but let's get more into how this action works. Cause that is something we can cover. So we're talking about rod action, we're talking about three basic categories. You've got medium action rods, you've got medium fast action rods, and then you have fast action rods. And to keep it even more simple, medium action rods are few and far between. They tend to just be specialized dry fly gear. It's not something you're really going to encounter and not a good choice as your first fly rod necessarily. So let's focus on medium fast and fast action rods. Now what action basically dictates is where the energy bends to on a rod. So for example, a true medium action rod, the rod is gonna bend well down towards the handle, sometimes even to the point where you feel the rod moving underneath the cork handle. The energy is bending the entire rod through its whole length. Now medium fast action is going to have a stiffer area here above the handle, but it's going to bend into about the middle of the rod roughly. And then a fast action rod, most of the bending of the rod is just going to be at the tip, and it'll actually have a lot of resistance to bending as you get to the middle of the rod and definitely towards the handle. Okay, so I've chosen a fly rod here that's got kind of a nice colorful blank just cuz you can see it a little bit easier on camera. And again, I'm not going to wiggle this up and down. That's not how we cast a rod. I'm actually going to do some short accelerations and stops cuz that's really the heart of fly casting. And I want to see where this rod is bending as I do that acceleration and stop. And I think you guys can see here the rod's bending to about this part of the rod. You know, most of the movement is out there and it bends down to about here and this is all fairly stiff and That's indicative of a classic medium fast action rod. Now let's show you a fast action rod, and hopefully you can see the difference. Okay, so here I've got a fast action rod now. When I do that same motion, you can see that the tip of the rod bends quite easily, but then it doesn't want to bend at all throughout the rest of the rod. It's much more resistant to that, and that's where a fast action rod generates a lot more energy and power, but it definitely changes the way that it fishes, and that's what we're gonna talk about next. So what rod action is best for your first fly rod? Well, it's absolutely going to be a medium fast action. You see, the thing about a true fast action rod is this. They are absolutely stiff, which means that when cast properly with skill, they can generate faster line speeds. This means that the fly actually travels physically faster through the air. You can tend to get better distance. You can tend to fight things like strong winds a little bit better. You can even throw slightly heavier rigs and flies. And when you actually do fight a fish, those rods have much more resistance. So against larger fish that need strong action, they can be very effective. However, against lighter fish or with lighter lines, they actually don't act very well as a shock absorber and you can very easily snap more delicate lines if you don't know exactly what you're doing when it comes to fighting a fish. As well fast action rods demand absolute accuracy with your casting stroke and timing. If it's even a little bit off you tend to get bad casts, tailing loops and you're going to find the whole experience very frustrating. It truly is a tool for when an experienced angler wants that faster line speed or that stiffer action for fighting fish. Another big pitfall that a lot of beginners have when they buy a fast action rod right off the bat and that's we often as a starting angler put too much muscle power into our casting stroke and a fast action rod will disguise the downside of that somewhat but you're reinforcing bad habits it's really important I think to become a good caster right off the bat and a medium fast action rod is definitely your best choice so first off when it comes to casting you have a bit more of a slower relaxed casting stroke so you get a better sense of timing the rod also bends and you'll feel that bend more so it gives you that haptic feedback to know when to cast backwards and forwards and that's a great thing when you're trying to learn how to cast properly. As well, a medium fast action rod is a little bit more of a shock absorber. It will protect those delicate tippets and you won't break off fish as much, which is always good when you're trying to get success right off the bat. And a medium fast action rod will still have enough energy that you can punch through some wind and, you know, put some force into a fish if you really need to. So overall, again, it just makes a lot of sense. We actually find that a lot of advanced anglers who then get into fast action rods love them for the specialized tools that they are, but often end up returning to a medium or medium fast action rod as their daily driver so to speak because they're just more pleasurable to fish with. Alright so the last thing I want to talk about has to be mentioned and that is the wide range of prices when it comes to buying a flyer rod. Now the first thing I want to say is this all reputable fly rod manufacturers make excellent rods even at lower price points and I never want you to feel like you have to spend a ton of money to have success in fly fishing I do however want to explain what you do get when you spend more money on a fly rod and how that's going to affect your fishing Now, first off I've got a very entry-level rod here and here I've got one of our premium rods and the first thing you'll notice is just an aesthetic difference I mean the fittings on a more affordable rod are going to be more spartan more simple absolutely functional but more basic whereas on a premium rod you're just gonna get really beautiful fittings and from an aesthetic standpoint these can be works of art beyond that the cork is very important affordable rods tend to have very cheap cork handles now that means that although functional they have a lot of filler and a lot of pits and over time a lot of that will fall out and the handles are gonna start to look pretty ratty and it's gonna feel very different on a premium cork handle this will stand up to a lot of abuse and it'll still look fantastic you can also easily refinish them if you want to restore them to basically like new. And when you spend more money on a fly rod, it's not just about making it more beautiful or getting fancier fittings, you also actually get some appreciable technical benefits. See, more expensive rods are made out of more advanced materials, and although an entry-level rod's a great way to learn, as you become a better caster, you're gonna reach the limits of that rod much sooner. If you get a more expensive rod, you might not appreciate the benefits right away, but you've got far more room to grow into it. The rod's going to have the ability to cast more accurately and with more delicacy in your presentations. They'll tend to cast further, or if you really need to push them, punch through wind better and fight stronger fish more effectively. The other thing you'll find with more expensive rods is they tend to be quite a bit lighter in the hand—not only the physical weight, but how they feel when you're casting and. Over a long day of fishing and over many seasons, you're really going to enjoy the benefit of having a lighter rod that's more pleasurable to cast. So whether you get an affordable rod today and then sell it and move up to something down the line, or whether you just get a good expensive rod now that you're going to really appreciate for many years to come, I will leave that decision up to you. But Hopefully this video has given you a bit of education on what to look for for your first fly rod and a better understanding of what's involved in this whole process. As always, please leave your comments and questions below. We'd love to help you out with anything specific that you have to ask. If you are looking for a new fly rod, check out borrowertroutfooters.com. We'd love to show you what we carry, and we would love to help you with that as well. And uh, until then, please do like and subscribe to our channel. We'll see you guys soon with more educational material on how to fly fish.